Hey everybody, how are you? Welcome back to the Blessed and Beautiful Homestead podcast show. I am excited you guys are here with me today. I feel like I have a lot on my mind and I felt the need to just sit down, have a cup of coffee and chat with you guys for a little bit about some things that are pressing in my mind. Um, I feel a little overwhelmed lately as most of you can probably relate to that feeling with everything going on around us. Uh, It can definitely be overwhelming, and I almost have so many podcast topics that I want to chat with you guys about, I'm a little overwhelmed by that. So I think uh, the best place to start was just to sit down and make a list and hit them head on. Um, But today, I wanted to talk to you guys about being courageous and how that can be scary and even dangerous at times, because this culture that we're living in It is requiring us, not just our men, our husbands, but us women and mothers and wives to stand up and stand for what's right and be courageous. And sometimes that can be scary. So let's chat about that. My name is Tina, and I am the creator of the podcast and YouTube channel, Blessed and Beautiful Homestead. I love to share from scratch recipes, homeschool life inspiration, our homesteading journey, and just all things life with you. This is a space where we are going to get down and dirty, raw and unfiltered about motherhood, marriage, our culture, and our spiritual pursuit as believers. Thank you for joining me today. I am so glad you're here, and my hope is that I can be a blessing to you. All right, so I have no script for today's podcast, you guys. Sometimes I feel like I just do better when I fly by the seat of my pants. So uh, just, you know, act as if this conversation today is just two friends sitting down, sharing a cup of coffee, talking about the craziness in the world that is surrounding us. This morning, I uh, was looking at the headlines because I check the headlines every day. Um, I do not submerse myself into news, but I do want to keep myself apprised of what's going on around us, especially with the culture that we're in. I think it's important that we do not bury our heads in the sand and plug plug our ears and pretend, you know, like la 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 la. If I don't acknowledge it, maybe it's not there because it is there. Um, So I do like to keep up with the headlines. And um, this morning, I have been following uh, the story. Some of you probably know this story of uh, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller. He is a Marine Corps officer that did many deployments. He served 17 years honorably um, in the Marine Corps. And he recently came out on social media very courageously Um, talking about the leadership or lack thereof um, in the military right now and the botched withdrawal of our troops from Afghanistan and the 13 servicemen and women that died from that, that didn't have to die, that shouldn't have died if this was done properly, um, and all the Americans that are left still uh, to this day behind enemy lines. So um, he spoke out repeatedly on YouTube and his Facebook and social media, calling out these uh, leaders and basically demanding accountability for their wrong decisions that not only endangered people, but took innocent lives. So um, he has gotten a lot of kickback for that within, I think they said within 12 hours of him releasing his first video about that, um, he lost his position um, 
I don't know if he was a commander of, you know, a certain uh, battalion or I don't know what they call it in the Marine Corps. Um, but anyway, he lost his position of leadership that he was in. They took it away from him. And um, now I woke up this morning to the headline that he has actually been arrested and thrown in the brig. So the brig is military confinement, uh, basically military jail. He's in solitary confinement and has only been allowed one phone call to his parents, which of course he told his parents, get legal counsel for me immediately. Um, and uh, his parents are distraught. I saw them on the news this morning. The father was outraged. The mother was heartbroken. Um, here this man is, their son, that is demanding accountability for something horrific and completely immoral and unethical and just wrong on a million different levels. And instead of the accountability um, from the people that should be held accountable, this man is now sitting in jail because he dared to speak up. He dared to speak out. He dared to question his leaders um, publicly. And they put a gag order on him. He actually posted the uh, message that he got from the Marine Corps. And they literally told him he was not allowed to post on social media, YouTube. They went in to define what uh, social media meant. And that included emails, you know, mass emails. Basically told this man he cannot communicate with anybody. So when we look at this culture, you guys, you know, as conservatives, Christians, we have already been censored like crazy. I personally have been censored. I've had videos on my own YouTube channel deleted because it did not fit the narrative of the left. And they told me I have violated community guidelines, um, threatened to shut down my channel if I continued on that path and straight up deleted videos. So it's a very real thing. Um, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller's mom went on Facebook uh, pleading with others to, you know, just support for her son and, and to speak out against this and what was going on. Facebook deleted the post. Um, so I am mind blown. And um, he knew. So after they put the gag order out on him, he went on social media and did another post and actually called out by name some of these military leaders and what they've done wrong and required accountability and demanded them to do the right thing. And then at the end of his post, he said, okay, have the MPs here at 0800, I'm ready to go to jail. Because he knew he was disobeying a direct order um, when he didn't shut up like they wanted him to. So they legit came and took this man, innocent man, off to the brig where he is sitting waiting for trial, which God only knows how long that's gonna take or how long they can drag that out. So I was reading the headline this morning and I was dumbfounded and I'm like, really? Like this is the world that we're living in. And you guys, I'm sorry, but I am so passionate about this. We cannot continue to look at these stories and these headlines and these things going on in our country and go, Wow, that sucks. Mm, how sad that that's happening to him. Wow, that's not right. You know, we can't just say that. We all have to stand together and start being courageous and stand up for what's right. And that could be in so many different forms, right? It can be your uh, courageous and brave move 
to pull your children out of the public school system. Maybe you don't want your children learning the lie of critical race theory and that all white people are white supremacists. Maybe you don't want them to believe the lie that you can choose your gender on any given day. Maybe you don't want them to be indoctrinated with these lies and it's been on your heart and pressing you as a mother or a father of those beautiful babies that God blessed you with to just get them out of there. And you, you're afraid, right? How are you going to do that? You work a job. You can't afford to just have one income if you quit your job to stay home and homeschool because of your big mortgage payment or all of these things, right? And you guys, I get it. If you listen to my podcast, I've been there. Me and Joe both were dual income, right? Both in the military. And we gave up a lot for me to stay home and homeschool Parker. Um, but... It can be done, you guys. You've got to find a way to make it work if it means that much to you. So maybe being courageous is that for you. Um, Swallowing that fear of the unknown, praying to the Lord to have favor on you, to make that decision that's right for you and your family, and to take the jump and do it and pull your children out. Maybe that's what courageous means for you. Maybe courageous and brave means for you that you don't violate your conscience and your freedom and take a vaccine that the government is mandating or that your boss is mandating just because they say that you have to do it. You've done your research and you don't feel safe taking it, doesn't have enough runtime, whatever the reason may be, every single COVID vaccine has been tested with aborted fetal tissues or has aborted fetal tissues in it. And all we hear about is the main three COVID vaccines, right? Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, and Moderna. Do you guys know that there are, I, I can't even, I can't remember the number. I mean, it's like 20, I think 20 something different vaccines. All of them have either been tested on aborted fetal tissue in some shape, form, or fashion, or have aborted fetal tissue strains in the ingredients of those vaccines. So as a Christian, me personally, I can't get on board with something like that. My God says thou shalt not murder, period. There is no justification for murdering an innocent baby. I I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I do not condone any reason of justification for murdering an innocent baby. I know there are so many different um, things out there. People say, well, what if the mother was raped? What if it was the product of incest? What if the mother, uh, her life is on the line if the baby is saved, you know, medically? My thing is, you guys... Our Lord has said in scripture so many times, these babies are not an accident. None of us were an accident. He knit us together in our mother's womb before, before we even were, you know, created. He, he, he did that. So it wasn't by accident that the unfortunate tragedy of a woman being raped um, produced a baby in her womb. As sad and tragic as that scenario is, that baby (laughs) was created for a reason and was not an accident. So I really struggle with that when people have all these excuses of why abortion might be acceptable. And then we're going to turn around and we're going to use that murdered baby and parts of that murdered baby to create these vaccines. Because why? Because, oh, well, it might save millions of lives. Who are we to determine 
who matters and who doesn't. I can't say that little innocent baby, his life, you know, to sacrifice his life through murder via abortion is worth it and okay as long as it could possibly save millions of lives over here from a vaccine. We are not God. We don't get to make that determination. How dare we think that we have the authority to do that? So maybe being courageous to you is standing up against this vaccine mandate that makes absolutely not a lick of sense. This is a virus with a 99.89% survival rate. You guys, that, that means as long as you are healthy, don't have underlying health conditions, etc., you have almost a 100% chance of surviving this virus if you get it. And just in the last couple of months, I actually know personally now several people that have gotten COVID and have survived just fine and said it was just like getting a bad case of the flu. Most of them were down for two or three days and then they were fine after that. They said it hit them like a ton of bricks. Ain't no lying. But they said they healed up and recovered just fine. And guess what? Now they have the natural antibodies against this virus. So maybe that's what courageous is for you. There are so many instances in our life, especially in this culture, that we're being hit with right now um, where we have to face confrontation and be bold and courageous. And you guys, it's not easy. It is scary. And I have hit this wall many times, especially during this pandemic, because I am very opinionated. I'm very passionate and I am very convicted. So pardon my language, but I'll be damned if I'm going to bend over and comply just because someone tells me what to do. I'm going to ask questions. If it doesn't make sense logically, scientifically, biblically, if it doesn't make sense and it's wrong, I'm going to ask questions. I'm not going to fall in line like a little soldier and just do what I'm told. Tina, don't work like that. So I have had many confrontations at the eye doctor, at the grocery store, at the bank. You guys saw my, probably saw my Instagram live about Karen at the bank. (laughs) I have had many confrontations and I'll tell you what. I will turn my happy little butt around and walk out that door and not conduct business in a business like that that wants to uh, try to mandate that I participate in a lie, which all of this is participating in a lie. A mask does not protect you from getting the virus. The the holes in those masks, you guys, it's unreal. This virus is passing in and out like no problem at all. Nothing scientifically shows that these masks, these, these cloth masks that you see everybody running around in, are doing a darn bit of good. But because somebody says we have to wear it, we're just gonna do it even though it makes no sense? My grandpa is 88 years old and has a sore on his cheek that he has had all year from having to wear a mask and it just won't heal. And the reason it won't heal is because in the mask, there's this humidity. Things do not dry out and get the air that they need to heal properly. So this sore has grown and just stayed on his face throughout this pandemic. It's not healthy. People are touching their masks and then touching their eyes and then touching their children. I mean, it's 
unreal the things that I have seen people do with these masks. The other day I saw someone come out of um, the grocery store. I'm sitting in the parking lot in my car waiting for Joe. This guy takes his mask off. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. This is, I cannot. My armpit starts to sweat. <laughs> I cannot when I see this kind of stupidity going on. He takes his mask off his face and because he's putting his groceries in his car, he puts his mask in his mouth. Can we just have a moment of silence? <laughs> he took it off his face and put the mask in his mouth to hold it, you know, just in the corner of his mouth so he could have both hands free to put his groceries in the car. Why are we really doing this? It's not to keep us from getting a virus. So what is really behind all this? Something so much bigger than this virus is behind all of this. I don't know what it is, you guys. I've racked my brain about it. I've prayed. I've, I'm studying scripture. What is it, Lord? What is behind this? Because I can't see anything other than control. They're wanting to see what they can get away with. How, how much of the population can they control and get to fall in line and obey? And they're weeding out those of us that are going to be the problem. Because that's what they're doing. First, it was the mask. Uh, versus the unmasked, right? Now it's the vaccinated pitted against the unvaccinated. So it's just crazy to me, the division that has come from all of this. And it's, it, I feel like it's a way to segregate those of us that have half a brain and that think for ourselves. So being courageous and brave in this day and age is not easy, but we're being faced with it every day. And I just... I really want to encourage you guys to find that thing, even if it's just one thing that has been on your mind and you've been thinking about, but you're afraid or not sure how you could do it. Maybe you're, you're thinking about joining like the school board um, so you can be part of that, you know, as far as like the children's curriculum and the public school system and the policies and everything that go around that. Maybe you want to be more of a voice in the public school system for these innocent children that are being indoctrinated sexually and politically um, instead of learning, reading, writing, and arithmetic, right? Well, do it. Make the calls. Ask questions. Find out how to get involved and take a deep breath, say a prayer, and do it. Because that's, that's what it's going to take, you guys. And it's, it's kind of like this modern day, like, war. You know, we're not going... Head to head, head to head on the battlefield with swords in our hands, right? But it's a spiritual battlefield. It it truly, truly is a spiritual battlefield that we are on, you guys. And it's like get out there on the front lines with your sword and start making a difference, because that's the only way any of this is ever going to change. I was making my bed this morning after reading the headlines about Lieutenant Colonel Scholler sitting in jail in the brig. And you guys, I couldn't, I could not get him off my mind. I could not stop thinking about him this morning as I made my bed and I brushed my teeth and I was getting ready for the day. My spirit was disturbed about it. And it was just like, this is so wrong just wrong on a million different different levels. Who is doing something about this? Who is helping this man? Who is helping these thousands of people 
including my husband, that are being punished, segregated, and treated like dog crap for not wanting to get an experimental vaccine that goes clearly against our Christian beliefs as it's been used and tested on aborted fetal tissues. Absolutely no, we cannot take part in that. Who is standing up for these people? We, Joe is being faced with this every day at work, just as many of you are and many of you that have loved ones that are facing this every day. He just told me yesterday about a master chief coming up to his desk. They're all sitting there talking in a group and this master chief's going on and on about the vaccinated. And, you know, I just don't understand why these people, some of these people won't get the vaccine, blah, blah, blah. And Joe raised his hand up and he's like, uh, master chief, I haven't got the vaccine and I'm not going to get it. And then she, of course, starts backpedaling because she feels stupid. She's sitting there talking crap about the unvaccinated, assuming that everybody in that circle was vaccinated. And Joe's like, uh, hello. And then she plays the whole, oh, wow, I, can you just share with me, like, why don't you want to get vaccinated with this vaccine? I, I really, truly am just trying to understand the logic behind why, you know, you wouldn't want to take this vaccine. It's safe and it's blah, blah, blah. She goes on and on and on. And Joe briefly goes into the reasons why he is not taking the vaccine. And he told me, he's like, Tina, I just feel like it didn't matter what I said. It just, it, it opened up this debate where he's feeling attacked and having to explain himself, which he should never have to do. You know, she didn't have to explain why she wanted to get the vaccine, right? That was her personal medical choice. She didn't have to explain herself to anybody. So why in the heck should my husband have to sit there on the chopping block and explain himself? It's such a hypocrisy. It's such a contradiction. It actually makes my blood boil. And Joe is a very easygoing guy. He just wants to go to work, do his job, and come home. He does not like confrontation. <laughs> We're very different in that way. I mean, I don't like confrontation, but um, I don't shy away from it if it's needed, you know. So knowing my husband and... The, the gentle spirit that he has um, to think of him facing these people all day, every day. Um, it's like, can you just pack me in your backpack and just whip me out when these crazies come up to you? Because I'll handle it. I can take my earrings out real quick and go ghetto. No problem. <laughs> you can take the girl out of the trailer park, but you can't take the trailer park out of the girl. Holla. I mean, I just, I want to just go and fight for him. You know, just like I wanted to fight for Parker when he was in public school in kindergarten. And they started this nonsense about sharing bathrooms because the transgender want to be treated equal. And they think they should be able to use whatever bathroom they want to based on what gender they think they are that day. No. No. My son's not sharing a bathroom with somebody that's confused about their gender. That is so dangerous. How many people are going to pretend that they're the other gender just so they can go into these locker rooms and bathrooms to check out the other uh, gender. You know, probably not as many males doing it uh, versus males, right? Males that want to go into the girls' locker room or be able to go in the girls' bathroom. And you look at this, some of these airports that I've flown through this last year, they've got them in the airports. So you mean to tell me I could be using the restroom 
And the person next to me can be a grown man that may or may not be transgender, right? Because we're not allowed to ask any questions or else that's like violating their rights and offending them. I don't think so. There's no criteria there. There's no, um, okay, so you can use the female bathroom even though you were born a biological man as long as you've got however many uh, months or years of, of counseling, you've had an actual sex change medically, you know, you've been on whatever hormones for this long, like you actually show like legit, you are trying to change your gender, even though we all know that no matter what, you can't ever change your gender because you're not going to change your DNA. But there's no criteria. It's just, oh, you wake up today and you're like, hmm, I'm just going to pretend like I'm a transgender and I want to be a woman today so that I can go into the ladies' bathroom and check out some uh, hoo-hahs. That's terrifying, you guys. Look at the world we're living in with the obscene amount of sexual content, human sex trafficking, child molestation, rape, pornography. I mean, we are highly sexualized. So if they think for one second there isn't people out there that's going to take advantage of that, they're just plain stupid. So I don't agree with any of it, but for goodness sake, if we have to do something, if we have to allow these people to live out their life the way that they want to and give themselves, give them the freedom ay, 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 to live how they want to live, even though I don't agree with it based on my Christian perspective, God clearly doesn't agree with it based on the Bible, then let's have a totally separate bathroom for the transgender. Have a male bathroom, a female bathroom, and then have a transgender bathroom. You know, just like the sports. No, if you're a biological man, you may not play in female sports. Duh. It is scientifically proven. Men are stronger than women in a lot of aspects. They're bigger, they weigh more, they have more muscle mass. I mean, biologically, that is an unfair fight, okay? <laughs> so, fine, male sports, female sports, transgender sports. Go start your own league. Like, what is this mess? It's just absolute insanity, you guys. And, you know, when they started talking about this bathroom stuff, I told Joe, Parker's gotta come out. I, I, he's not, I felt it in my spirit and this was back in, I think, 2017. I think he did uh, kindergarten in 2017. He did the full year. And I pulled him out. So as of 2018, I think, we started him homeschooling. And we've been homeschooling ever since. But there was something in my spirit that didn't feel right. I felt like this was going to get a lot worse. I didn't think it was just going to stop there. And every single day, y'all, every single headline, I'm like, Lord Jesus, Thank you for convicting me back then when you did. Thank you for pressing me the way that you did in my prayer and in my Bible reading to protect my son. Because look at the culture now. Look at it. It is absolutely appalling. The sex ed curriculum teaching our young children as young as first grade how to masturbate and self-please. You guys have heard me talk about this. No, this is not okay. And maybe this is where some of you need to be courageous. You guys, I don't, um, 
I don't judge, I'm not judging anybody that doesn't homeschool. And I think I've actually lost a couple of friends over this. Um, they didn't have the guts to tell me why they didn't want to be my friend anymore. They just deleted me and blocked me on Facebook. So to me, that's not a relationship or a friendship worth having anyway. Um, because if you're truly friends with somebody, you truly love and care about somebody, you would come to them and you would talk to them and say, hey, can we have a cup of coffee? Because you said this and it, it kind of offended me. Or you did this and it's not sitting right with me. Like, let's talk about it. But instead, you just delete me off of Facebook and block me. Okay, well, then we weren't really friends to begin with. So sayonara. I think that, you know, when I first started homeschooling Parker, and even now, I'm very careful what I say. You know, I post a lot about um, my homeschooling with Parker and just the overwhelming gratitude that I have for the ability to be home with him. Those moments that I have cuddling with him in the morning that I never had before when I was working a full-time job, rushing out the door with a diaper bag in my hand. You know, I post a lot about that because every day I'm grateful for the opportunity that I have to be with him. Because I didn't have that when I was with Lexi, when I was raising Lexi. Um, I mean, I could have, but I was a different person back then, right? I was young. I didn't know what I know now. And you don't know what you don't know. Um, but I've always been very careful not to shame people that have their kids in public school. Lexi graduated from public school. Joe and I graduated from public school. I'm not saying that homeschooling is the only way, but I am saying that we have a duty as parents to protect our children and train them up right in the way of the Lord. So you can't send them somewhere to be indoctrinated for seven, eight hours a day with pure evil and wickedness and think that you can undo that in just the two to three hours that you get at night before bath time. It's not possible. You'll, you'll lose them to the culture, you guys. So whether that means they stay in public school, but you get involved, you, you show up at the school for events, you volunteer for things, you join the school board, whatever you have to do to make sure that your Christian voice and your logical voice and ideas are being heard, then that's what that means. If that's the only option you have, okay. I know there's so many scenarios. There's single parents out there that are like, I am the only income. I can't stay home and homeschool my kid. Well, to that I say, okay, get involved any way you can. But I also want to say, homeschooling is not something that takes eight hours a day. That is not, that's a lie. Homeschooling does not take eight hours a day. I've said this before. I homeschool Parker in two and a half to three hours a day. Now, honestly, you know, obviously that's different depending on how many children you have, what grade they're in, right? Kindergarten, first grade, second grade. Those are pretty easy grades that don't take very long uh, to get through the curriculum. But when you get into middle school and high school, it's a little bit more difficult. So, yeah, that might be extended out, but could you, could you school an hour each night when you get home from work? Could you take three hours every Saturday to do school? There are ways around this, you guys. There, there really are. You know, if you can afford private school, if it's a good Bible-believing Christian private school, if you could afford it, that's always going to be a better option than public school with the stuff that they're teaching these kids. So maybe that's how you can be courageous. 
um, you know, a lot of you know because you follow my YouTube and my uh, social media. Joe has, we have submitted for Joe's religious exemption for the vaccine mandate. Um, it took us a long time, many hours to put that together. It was a lot of work. We've never done this before. There wasn't a lot of guidance on how to do it. And, um, you know, I'm so frustrated because they put out policy and guidance on how to submit this request. We followed that guidance to the T. And you guys, I am very detail-oriented and very meticulous about the way that I do things. I mean, the way I pay my bills, the way, the way I do anything, right? So I made sure to cross every T and dot every I when I was helping Joe put together his memo and everything. We submitted that two weeks ago, and we have heard nothing. From what I'm hearing from people I know in the Coast Guard, nobody else has heard anything on their request either. To my knowledge, nobody's been approved or denied yet. They're just kind of taking them and holding them for what I don't know. But here we are thinking this has been submitted for two weeks and we're just, we're golden and we're just waiting, right? We get a message yesterday about new guidance of how this memo has to be routed. You know, you actually have to put it on the memo, like the two line, who it's going to, who it's going through. Well, this was not given to Joe when we got the original guidance on this and when we prepared his request and submitted it. So long story short, this was done and submitted two weeks ago and he just had to redo his memo today and resubmit it because it wasn't right according to the way they want it routed. But that advice, that guidance wasn't given to us previously. So it's kind of just like starting all over again. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of like whatever, you know, uh, he's not getting the vaccine. They can't make him get the vaccine um, while he has waiting for his uh, request to be reviewed. So we're just kind of like in this holding moment right now. But originally they came out and said that anyone that was unvaccinated could not go outside of 200 miles of their duty station. So we had to cancel our trip to Arizona. We were going to go to Arizona to see Joe's family, his dad, everybody's over there. We were going to go in September this month and we had to cancel our plane tickets. We're still fighting the uh, insurance, the airline, you know, we got insurance on the tickets. We're still fighting them on getting that back because Nothing can ever be easy, right? Oh, get insurance on your plane tickets in case your plans change. You pay extra, and then when you file a claim because you had to cancel the trip, it's like pulling teeth to um, get them to approve the claim. It's just ridiculous. But we had to cancel that trip, and um, as if I wasn't mad enough about that, they just came out with a message yesterday, the Coast Guard did. Now, anyone unvaccinated can't go outside of 50 miles of their duty station. 50 miles, you guys. That limits us from going certain places where we live in uh, Virginia. <laughs> I mean, this is insanity. If you're vaccinated with a vaccine that is proving to not be effective, okay? People that are fully vaccinated are still getting COVID, still transmitting it, still dying from it. So don't tell me I need to go get this vaccine to save lives. But if you're vaccinated and you jumped on that train, you can go anywhere you want. But if you're unvaccinated, you are a germ-infested McNasty, and you're putting other people's lives at risk so you can't go anywhere. It is wrong. It is punishing people 
for not taking a vaccine that does not have enough runtime on it to make us feel comfortable that it's safe. I'm just blown away, you guys. And Joe is so easygoing, go with the flow. And here I am, I'm like, what, what? We can't, we already had to cancel our trip to Arizona. We can't go outside of 50 miles. Like what are we, what have we done wrong? What has he done wrong to tell him he can't go see his dad in Arizona? This man has served his country honorably for 19 years, been deployed to Iraq. He has served honorably and worked so hard. This is so wrong, you guys. And we have to push back and we have to stay strong. He just told me today that somebody in his office that was completely against the vaccine, just like he is, just went and got the vaccine. I'm like, what? And here's the thing. It's just easier. Well, it's easier. You know, you don't got to do all the paperwork to try to get an exemption. You don't have to feel the pressure from all the higher ups, you know, and explain yourself. And what if you're somebody like Joe that's not very good with his words? He doesn't know how to really articulate well what he's trying to say. He knows what he feels. He knows what he believes, but he doesn't really know how to say it. So I can help him write his memo all day long, but I can't go sit and do the chaplain interview with him. I can't go sit and do the medical counseling with him that's required for him to apply for this exemption. I can't go sit with him in his captain's office and help him say what he's trying to say. I pray over my husband and I pray for God to give my husband the words, the right words, and I feel like I'm about to start crying right now. Moses didn't understand why God chose him. He's like, yo God, uh, me? <laughs> he's like, I don't talk very well. I, I'm not good at speaking. And what did God tell him? I will give you the right words to say to the Pharaoh. And he did. He used Moses and he worked through Moses to do something amazing. And all I can do is pray over my husband that God will give him the right words when that time comes, when, when those times come where he has to explain himself to these people. And in a lot of ways, this is Joe's way of being courageous. This is completely against who my husband is. And I'm so proud of him for standing up for what he believes in. And you know what, you guys? They can keep it coming. They can, they can quarantine him at home with an ankle bracelet. Because we're not taking that vaccine. And that is what it's going to come down to. How far can they t take it? How bad could it really get? Well, we're seeing it. People are losing their jobs. Can't pay their rent. Can't feed their babies. This is bad. So how bad can it go? Who knows? At this point, nothing surprises me anymore. So... It's really not a far-fetched thought to start prepping food storage for your family and thinking of alternative ways of living your life to support and take care of your family. It's really not that far-fetched. You know, we're getting ready to move to Alaska soon. 
We may be really living off the land, hunting for our food. Because I'm not going to show a vaccination passport to go into a Walmart or to get on an airplane. I'm not going to do it. So there are so many instances where we are called right now to be courageous, you guys, and to be brave. And look at Lieutenant Colonel Scholler, what he is going through. He is literally, as we sit on this podcast today, sitting in solitary confinement for what? For speaking truth and demanding accountability. This is what happens. Whatever happened to it being illegal to have reprisal against somebody that comes forward and, and calls out injustice, whatever happened to that? You know, you, you file a sexual harassment claim against your boss at work who has sexually harassed you or assaulted you. He can't turn around and go give you, you know, less hours or, you know, make you work the weekends because now he's mad at you. That's reprisal. That's illegal. But it's almost like the military plays by a different game. They play by different rules. The military has it worse than a lot of these people because they're quote unquote owned by the branch that they're in. Yes, it's bad for these people out there, teachers, healthcare workers, all of them, even the the businesses, the regular uh, private businesses that are losing their jobs because they won't get vaccinated. But at least you have the freedom to leave and go find another job and do whatever it is you choose to do. You can go on your social media account and say what you want to say. Well, (laughs) to some point, right? Until Mark Zuckerberg censors us. But with Joe and Lieutenant Colonel Schuller and the Marine Corps and all of these military members, they play by the UCMJ, the Uniform Code of Military Justice. That's their, their law, their rules. And um, it's pretty scary when this lieutenant colonel calls out failed leadership and he's now sitting in jail for it. I mean, this is like Paul, right? They wanted to find something against Paul in the Bible and they couldn't. So they make up stuff and, and they throw him in jail. Look at Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel didn't do anything, right? He was a good God fearing man, but they hated him. So they made up some stupid law. Because they knew that he would break it. He was dedicated and committed to worshiping and praying to the Lord multiple times a day. So they made a law that said that you can't pray uh, or worship anybody but whoever the um, current king was. And I don't know if it was the king or whoever the head person was, but I think it was the king that made this law. And of course, Daniel broke the law. He continued to pray to his God, our God. And they threw him in the lion's den. Right? And we know how that story ended. They came over to check on Daniel. Hey, Daniel, how you doing in there, buddy? Those lions eat you up yet? Daniel's like, nah, man, I'm cool. My God, shut their mouth. Um, they're actually keeping me kind of warm down here. I'm, paraf- I'm making stuff up. <laughs> that's my version of how I think it went down. But that's essentially what happened. They came to check on him, and, and the lions had not eaten him. So... We need God's intervention right now, you guys. I pray to God. I fall asleep praying to him every night and just praying for an intervention, something that is of the magnitude of which only God can do, something that is so big 
that everybody's going to know that it was God that did it. Because right now, that's how we feel, right? We feel like we're in this situation like, how are we going to get out of this? How can we possibly get out of this? Well, we can't. We can't. Only God can get us out of this. You guys, I um, just want to encourage you to stay in your word, pray, empower your spouse, empower your family and those in your circle to be brave and courageous and to lean on the Lord when we're feeling weak and weary, because that is where our help comes from. And whatever courage means for you, if that means you take your money out of one bank and you put it into another because the one bank is liberal and won't let you do business without a mask, then that's what you do. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, courage can be a million different things for people. And you know when it comes because it's that pit in your stomach. You know, for me, I get shaky, like actually physically kind of feel my hands start shaking. I start sweating. I have a pit in my stomach like I want to throw up. Sometimes you got to push through that, you guys. You need to be a warrior and be courageous and don't let these people intimidate you. That's what they want to do. I'm hearing so many stories about, you know, military commands that are making up lies to their service members about these religious exemption requests. And, oh, didn't you know they're not approving any of those? So you might as well not even submit it. Oh, well, we're not accepting any requests right now. You have to wait. Oh, well, this and oh, well, that. No, 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 no. If you're unsure about a policy, whether it's in the military or in your private sector business, then you go look at the policy yourself. You go look at the SOP, the standard operating procedure. You go to human resources and find out the policy of that company. You go do that yourself. Don't take anybody's word for it. They're counting on us not being willing to do the homework ourselves and ask the questions ourselves and just be like, oh, really? Is that really what they said? Oh, man. Okay. No. No. And when it comes to your children, no. You are their advocate, you guys. You are their voice. We have been given them to protect and to train up and to take care of. And you've got to be, you've got to be strong. In this day and age, in this culture, you've got to be strong. Those are your children. They don't belong to the school. They don't belong to the government. They belong to you. God gave them to you. I'm hearing some crazy stories out there. And the culture we're living in right now wants nothing more than to pit and turn our children against us. You've got to be that mama bear or that papa bear and be like, oh, yeah, mm, no, nope. I had a doctor a couple years ago tell me that I had to step out of the exam room when I took Lexi to the doctor so that they could talk to her one on one. I'm sorry. Come again. Mm, How about no? There's nothing that you need to talk to my child about where I can't be in the room. Well, you know, sometimes the kids feel a little uneasy if the parents are there. I don't care. I do not care. It's my insurance paying for this appointment, not hers, first of all. And I am her mom. I am ultimately responsible for her. Mental health, physical health, 
financially. I am responsible for her. So I will be in here and I will hear everything that goes down. Because what happens when you walk out of the room is all the talks start about Lexi. All this, she told me one time that they were asking her about her sexual activity. They were asking her all kinds of stuff, you guys. And it's absolutely inappropriate. It's causing division between the parents and the children. You know, they want to give these children the right to go to abortion clinics and get abortions without their parents' consent. The schools and the, the clinics are keeping these secrets from the parents. But what happens if something happens with that, that child that goes and gets the abortion and she gets an infection and gets really sick or something? People have died from having abortions. Hello? They're not the safest procedure. Women have complications from them. So, okay, a public school nurse that wants to encourage my child to get an abortion and keep a secret from me or abortion clinic that wants to do this behind my back and not let me know as a parent what's going on with my own child. When she gets an infection and has to go to the ER and have all these medical bills, are you going to pay for it? Well, no, 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 no. Don't come to me then. Remember, you wanted me out of the equation. See, they're pitting these children against us, you guys, and they're teaching them to lie to us and keep secrets from their parents. The house divided cannot stand. They would love nothing more than to cause division. So be brave, you guys. Be courageous. It's not easy. It's scary. And it's like you have to search your soul and find out and ask yourself, what what is your freedom worth? What are your principles worth? Look at Lieutenant Colonel Schuller sitting in jail right now for doing nothing wrong. That's courage. And I've said this before, but the Patriot nurse, I love her. She's on YouTube. You guys should go find her. She said something about principles and she said, Principles are just principles, unless they sting a little. You know, Lieutenant Colonel Scholler sitting in, in jail right now, that stings. He's lost his, his uh, military command. He's lost his family. He's sitting in jail. He's lost, as of right now, he's losing his military pension, his VA benefits, everything. He stood on his principles, and it hurt. Joe, my husband, is standing on his principles, and it can hurt us really badly. At 19 years of service, he's due to retire in one year and can lose his pension. And right now, they're not telling these members what kind of discharge code they're giving them. Are they going to get a dishonorable discharge? Something that would prohibit them from qualifying for their veterans' benefits with the VA afterwards, which he's entitled to, he so deserves. They're not telling these members what kind of a discharge they're giving them. And I forget which state it was or which senator, um, someone had proposed a bill to make it to where they cannot give these members that are refusing the vaccination a dishonorable discharge code. Well, the White House, there's a headline about the White House not backing that. They want these members to be dishonorably discharged. 
They want to punish them in the worst way they can for not getting this vaccine. It doesn't matter how long you served. It doesn't matter your awards. It doesn't matter what you've done, your sacrifices, your family's sacrifice. None of it matters. Look at Lieutenant Colonel Scholler sitting in jail. It doesn't matter what he did. He dared to be different. So they're going to try to punish him the worst way they possibly can. And we have to stand against the injustice, you guys, and we have to stand together and we have to be bold like a lion. You have to ask yourself, with a virus with a 99.89% survival rate, we might as well call it 99.9%, right? You guys always hear me saying that. Why are they pushing a vaccine so hard? And the first vaccine doesn't even matter now. It's not effective anymore because now there's all these variants, right? So, oh, now you need booster shots and you need other shots. It's an open-ended opportunity for them to continue this narrative and to try and control the population forever. If we don't stop it now, who knows where this is going to go? My heart and my spirit is troubled by this, you guys. And, um... I know many of you are the same because you message me and you email me and I just want to offer hope. Like I always say, you're not alone. There are more of us out there than them. And we have to stay strong and not bend and not comply. I want to just read a couple of verses to you before I go um, about courage and standing up for what you feel is right. Not fearing men, but fearing God. Isaiah 12, 2 says, Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord Himself, is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. Joshua 1 9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Psalm 56, 3. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, and am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? You guys, our eternity is with God in heaven. This world is temporary. This is not our forever home. We should not be fearing what these men can do to us here on earth. We should be fearing God and being obedient to God because eternity is a lot longer than our life here on this earth. So go ahead and kick us out of our job. Go ahead and take our pension. Go ahead and throw us in jail. Do whatever you want to do because it's just temporary. That's the mindset we have to have. I just really wanted to come on and chat with you guys today. Um, I know we're all in the same boat and feeling the same about all of this. And um, like I've always said, you're not alone. And we will continue to fight and to uplift each other because we do grow weary, don't we? So I thank you guys for hanging out with me today. Um, please continue to message me and send me emails. I really love that. Um, I have offered on an Instagram live video that I did to 
um, share the documents that I use to prepare Joe's religious exemption request with him. Uh, I know a lot of you don't know where to start, don't know how to begin the, um, basically the body of that request. How do you project to them tactfully why you're objecting to this vaccine? Um, and I'm not an expert, but I spent hours and hours and hours with Joe pulling from other uh, different legal documents, different legal websites, verses in scripture that back our stance to put together what I felt was a solid religious exemption request. So I am more than happy to share that with anybody out there. And you can pick and pull from it um, what you think suits you and reflects you as a human being and your beliefs. And um, yeah, so you can email me if you would like to have that. To help you out or someone you you know might need that um, and you can also email me just to chat or if you have uh, comments or questions or concerns or ideas for the show here my email is blessed and beautiful homestead at gmail.com and if you guys aren't following me on social media you can find me on facebook instagram uh, and my youtube channel blessed and beautiful homestead all right you guys take care and i'll see you on the next show